It's time for Stars on Sports, a podcast radio show dedicated to sharing stories about our athletic program at Lansing Community College. LCC Athletics has a strong tradition. 23 national championship wins. Over 170 All-Americans. 19 MCCAA All-Sports trophies. Stars on Sports will introduce you to individuals that have contributed to our program's success and give you the backstory on what it takes to develop it. We'll also dive into and break down the topics and issues facing athletic departments across the nation and right here at LCC. This is Stars on Sports. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Stars on Sports. I am joined by our assistant AD and baseball coach, Stephen Cutter. And today's plan, Stephen, is to talk a little bit about name, image, and likeness, NIL, which has been a, a hot topic recently in, in college athletics. That doesn't mean we won't go off on a tangent in the past. There's a lot of good topics going on, and we've had some of those in our office this morning. But um, just saw an article just recently, and actually just got an email today from our our national association about an upcoming seminar on nil mm-hmm. for the njca and i've participated in a, mm-hmm. a handful over the last year in the different platforms that offer services and very interesting um can be very polarizing topic it can be um, a topic that not a lot of people know the 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 specifics about state laws dictate some of the topics it's you know different level dictate where this discussion could go, you know, comparably to, you know, the highest levels of division one NCAA all the way down to, to high school. And I've done my share of research on this as I go and talk to different groups throughout our community. And I all seem to be a topic they, that I try and touch on. Um, but not something we've really dived into here at LCC not familiar with many programs in the, in our state of Michigan that have mm-hmm. dived into the, the NIL at the NJCA level. Is that something you think that Lansing may end up doing at some point? Well, I think again, when, when the business of, of us is to do what's best for student athletes and, you know, recruiting is so important, it could be an advantage to us. So I am definitely paying attention to it. I have met the NJCA has a platform that they have de- you know, developed a corporate partnership with, and I've met with that individual a couple times. They offer a kind of a free service that you can go on their website, and they have a platform. I was on there the other day, and three, it looks like three colleges have their, their schools up there, but a lot of individuals have their their own page up there. But, yeah, definitely. So I was against it at first, to be honest. When it first came out a couple of years ago, I was more a believer of, of true amateurism and and, you know, scholarships were kind of your payment to be a college student athlete. But I have adapted that philosophy. And I don't think there's enough parameters in place at some of the highest levels that it's a, a, a fair playing field. But I, I do think that there is some some positive things that come from it that will benefit student athletes. And, you know, most of the conversation is about these student athletes that are making, you know, I think I saw the the highest student athlete at the highest level is like $3 million a year, a, yes. a football player right. at one of the largest institutions yep. and the, the largest female um deal is i think uh, a million or two um, it's and the, and fundamentally the, changed recruiting at those levels as well 
It has, and there's there's been different philosophies. Some schools have aggressively pursued it and have lured players to come there with NIL, and others that more once you get on campus, we'll talk NIL money. And I've seen, you know, you know, there was one school that a contract was canceled because they couldn't come up with the money with a recruit, and that mm-hmm. recruit ended up going somewhere else. And mm-hmm. you were talking right. within a couple million dollars of right. uh, deals. So because these are all private funded. That is correct. The school shouldn't have anything to do with it. And, you know, there's these things called collectives out there, which are um, donors or they can't be boosters, but they technically are, you know, people, alumni of those colleges that have money that put a group together and like come up with programs for student athletes. And it can be by sport. I mean, they even have broken it down like the garden basketball has gets better deal than the center does the QB in mm-hmm. football. I'm um, probably the pitcher in baseball. Don't you kind of feel like it's, it's not really that much different than when, when sports have boosters that support certain programs, you know, whatever sports program it is, they're putting money to, to help that program. Now they're just putting money into the student athletes to help that program as well, because they're getting the, the kids to come there for those deals. Well, again, with with the right parameters in place, I I think it can be beneficial. But I think there's some issues with, you know, the haves and the have nots. Um, Mm -hmm. There could be locker room issues. There could be it could create uh, culture issues. Um, But, yeah, I I think, you know, there's always been the allegation that students were getting paid before this came into place. So this probably Mm -hmm. helps make it more legal or more fair and more um, on the up and up. I'm not completely sure what it looks like at our level, at the NJCAA level, but I do know that you're always going to have that in locker rooms and you just have to be able to manage it. You're going to have players that are getting significantly more scholarship money than, and than somebody else. And you're still, that's still those same parameters where it's, there's a difference between the haves and the have nots, but they're all treated equally and you pull them together into a very unique environment. So whether it's NIL money or scholarships it's really the same only the nil money is significantly more than most college scholarships yeah i i agree that's a good point that it is you could treat it as similar and probably the good coaches do back to getting everyone on the bus but still is another issue for coaches to manage that could create some tension Mm -hmm. and you could lose some of your depth if you know, and I know some schools that have that they've gone somewhere, they've transferred somewhere else because they can mm-hmm. get more money or they might be a starter in another place, which gives them the potential to to earn more money. The The other intriguing piece to this about earning more money is social media. If you have a strong social media following, it significantly increases your deal potential. It's crazy. I mean, the the numbers out there and the influence that social media has but back to our level you know when meeting with this platform it was pretty interesting some of the statistic that they shared with me that the media focuses on those million dollar deals but one of the positives that come from this the the average deal for some of the smaller levels is two hundred dollars a deal but even in our level a meal you know if you you go on and promote a certain local restaurant and they give you a, a, a meal for, you know, you promoting them, you know, that goes a long way for, for our kids and our, and our, and how important meals are for, to our student athletes. It just, you just got to follow those parameters. And, and the main focus is promoting a commercial product, you know, using your name that is not in contradiction to the, the institution. So, yeah, I think, you know, if you look at the, the ground roots and, and all those potential, 
obviously it's managing it and again they have you have to you can pay thousands of dollars for these platforms to help you um do that which that's the hard thing to come up with seems like it it would be still be a lot to manage either way because maybe you have somebody that's willing to give you a deal but it's in direct competition to maybe a large donor to the college or to the athletic department or something like that so you're it seems like you would run into a lot of things where you're constantly managing it not saying that it's a bad thing but no and that's where the i mean these platforms are are growing exponentially there's probably i mean there used to be one or two platforms that would help schools navigate through this process now there's probably half a dozen to a dozen platforms and and you pay them money to help determine all those factors and, and what parameters to work within. And again, that's a, a significant amount of investment there, but it, it's almost like hiring staff to, to do it for you. But yeah, and that's the probably the finest line to navigate is staying in, in alignment with your inter, institutional values and, and what you stand for and what you want to um, gain from this. And it's been a struggle at all levels, even us, to make that decision to jump in. I mean, once you jump in, you, there's no turning back that doing it the right way or making sure you have your pieces in place are important. And some schools just jumped in and now they're reacting and other schools got penalized for not having a plan. And it's just the beginning of it. I mean, this is, it's here to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's at the high school level. I was looking at, you know, at, in Michigan, I don't believe – it's it's a law yet that our high school student athletes can do NIL, but more and more states, and I think it's coming. And you know, there's high school students making I saw upward the eight hundred thousand right. um, dollars with NIL deals, and some of it is influenced we by the college that they might be recruited by. We were born in the wrong year. Well, I don't know if I had the talent or the 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 social media following to to get the you, biggest you deal, but know. definitely you probably would have been inspired if this was in place. No, so yeah. true, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, Going to do a little more practice, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. Throw, throw those That'll hoops. be interesting if it does, you know, motivate certain people. And and the other interesting part of this is like who they are, and you know, the the the, the some of the biggest deals are people that already you know have that advantage, you know, like LeBron James's sons are two of the highest, you know, people and good for them. They're making a million dollars, but they come from a family that mm-hmm. already had that, that kind of money, but it's definitely paying off on, I think the other end of mm-hmm. the, the spectrum too, for those that this is really a good source of income for them and their family and, you know, to make a, a positive point but definitely something we will need to follow have you heard any you know are you aware of you know any of our opponents or anyone that you not really it's it's still pretty new at the junior college level but you know there's another side to it too if you don't perform or you don't do well you you can see the money get stripped away you know so it's not, it's not necessarily guaranteed and somebody can come in and give you whether it's two hundred dollars or whatever else but then it, it can also get taken away for performance-based or, you know, actions-based. Yeah. yeah. Um, a, a local college just had their deal um, expired in the middle of the season just this last weekend because of the turmoil in yeah. that program. And they came in and cut it, except for, I mean, they didn't cut it completely, but significantly. Yeah. Um, so the economy could mm-hmm. play into it. Location oh. is, a, is an important factor to, to many everything. things in life. Every, everything, yeah. And, and that's where I think for, at the junior college level, we could have an advantage. As, you know, I think there's potential in our area for 
local businesses that support educational athletics, larger businesses that could, you know, also jump in and do that. So I think, you know, we have the potential to do it. I'm, tr- I'm one that's treading slowly, which is kind of what I do anyway to learn and, and see yeah. funny guy over mm-hmm. there. <laughs> but if I need my accountability yeah. apartment, the partner over there to, to move me along, if it's something we need to move a little faster on, but I do believe I'm met with, the platform more than any of my colleagues because I, I also hope right. to be forward thinking and thinking that this yeah. could be a positive thing for us, for our student athletes and our our recruiting. But I still think it's a, a little bit away at, at our level and would need help and, you know, looking at these platforms and, you know, finding the money to, to invest in these platforms too. But, you know, amateurism is, is a, a big deal to me, um, you know, different parameters in place of what it is to be an amateur. I still believe we mm-hmm. are, you know, amateurs that, mm-hmm. you know, participate at our level in educational athletic, but that's getting blurred more and more. And I get my share of questions um, from coaches regarding, you know, the definition of being an amateur student athlete and what they can and can't accept um, as a student athlete, the NJCAA is my understanding at the $350 mm-hmm. threshold when I was at the high school level, when I started, it was $25 mm-hmm. and then it went to $40. I think they might've just upped it again. And that's more like if you, it's a, like a, an, a, an achievement award. Like if you want to race or something, you're, you're for being an athlete, you can't earn more than that particular so sum for of like money. a trophy or right. whatever yep. it might be. Injury fee. Okay. And again, 25 and $40 is really tough. Now they mm-hmm. 350. Sure. I think that's a nice, um, range of, you know, maybe helping a student athlete in a, in a sport that they participate in, obviously in, in a different sport they can, you know, do you think that number would need to go up if, NILs become more prominent at the junior college level? I don't think so because, again, it, it, back to keeping it separate, the NIL should be not based on your, your performance of you at the institution. It's more on your name, image, or likenesses, mm-hmm. which is your own personal gain. Obviously, you know the better you perform or um, the better your school does. I mean, I look at women's basketball at the college level, you know, LSU has three or four of the top student athletes now, and they won the national championship last year, just which increased their, their brand and their, and their notoriety. Winning does that. But back to, to your question, that is earning for your performance. And we could all argue that could go up, you know, is 350 or 25, $40 Mm -hmm. high school enough. If, you know, is a thousand dollars wrong for a kid to earn for their performance. But if NIL had done right, that would be separate and mm-hmm. more not performance based, but um, mm-hmm. you know, personal Individual, based. Yeah. yeah. And and to Dedalian's point, a good question, which you know, you know, Coach Cutter and I were talking about this morning is, is performance and consistency and and days off. And it would be interesting to see how much you know motivation because there's two sides of this. One is your performance on the field, and two is your you know your following. You you need to have a following for people to yes. to be able to promote your likeness. So they don't always go hand in hand. I mean, do you want to you know? It was crazy. They just came out recently an article like the, the highest paid influencers in the world, and like this YouTube person makes like eighty million dollars a year just doing videos on kids' toys, I think, or something, and mm-hmm. how it goes down to you know the top fifty, they're all over three million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. So 
you might not even have to be a good student athlete, but but if you find ways to have a good social media following that mm-hmm. you can gain, you can earn money off of that. And I think a lot of that appeals to a lot of our students nowadays of, you know, as much as they're on social media that they'd almost like put more effort into that than trying to be a stronger athlete. And again, if you do both, I think the potential is significantly. So, so based on that concept, somebody could be like a completely terrible player mm-hmm. and just have an outstanding social media presence, never even play in a game because they're so bad yeah, yeah. and get paid lots of cash. Yeah. And you had a baseball player a couple of years ago that we thought would be a good NIL person that wasn't our strongest player, mm-hmm. but just had a great social media following, mm-hmm. whether it's your personality, whether it's, you know, making the most of what you have, you could be mm-hmm. a goofy or, you know, you know, show how, you know, bloopers videos, how popular, those are so I believe that's exactly right I haven't I don't have any specific examples of you know bad players having high NIL money but I I, again from everything I've read your social media following is huge on on the potential Mm -hmm. for your deals do you think there's a benefit to that for a team or a athletic department to have that type of player yeah yeah for sure I coached a kid a few years ago that's at a that was at a power five on the west coast and he didn't play very much very good player but just wasn't quite good enough to play on that team didn't play very much and has an enormous social media following and would be um, following you know showing stuff with the team in the locker room the rides the jerseys they're wearing that day and different things and almost like playing a pr person yeah yeah yeah, 100 and his his social media is incredible So, um, and it didn't come anywhere near to where his playing career was, you know? (laughs) And it is beneficial. I mean, on our way over, we're talking about just telling our story and how important branding is to our department. Mm -hmm. And part of it is having that consistent message Mm -hmm. out there to to increase that following, whether it's your star player or someone that just has a great following. They both can be very beneficial to your NIL deal. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think regardless of the talent level, some of these colleges at the higher level are using NIL as their main recruiting base. That right. they have high deals and you know, obviously kids want to to go where they can earn some money. Even local colleges, you know, have kept kids from going to pro with one more year deals mm-hmm. where they've kept them another year where they make get more, more money yeah, than what than they would have got would at the pro the, level. That's well, that's why I think Tadalian's gotta get this going for the podcast too. We gotta get some <laughs> NIL money for podcasts. Yeah. I'm working on my own there's <laughs> cut. <laughs> See, there's back to our me our locker room <laughs> issue. The, yeah. Working yeah. on our own yeah. instead Mr. of working as a Mr. team. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Selfish. That's right. That's the way I play. <laughs> So, but uh, that's funny here, and it's so true of what locker rooms are dealing with on a, on a on a bigger scale now, all the way down from the high school level all the way up to the to the highest level. And you know, it'll you know when we have this podcast in a couple of years, it'll be interesting to see how much it's changed or not changed because of where NIL deals and the, the NCAA is under a lot of pressure to put some parameters in place. But I'm not sure, you know how much they can reel in at this time or, you know, what's all on the up and up with Good it. Luck. But, but yeah, we will work on it ourselves here on stars on sports and, you know, start developing our own NIL deals. So <laughs> keep the Dalian happy and make sure we stay on the air. But as always a, a good conversation and until next time, go stars. 
Stars on Sports is recorded live at the WLNZ studios. Engineering and production assistance are provided by Dadalian Lowry. You can listen to this episode and other episodes of Stars on Sports on demand at lccconnect.org. To find more information about our athletic program, visit lccstars.com. Thanks for listening. Go Go Stars! Stars!